The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is made by The Spin-Off with help from Callahan Innovation. Here's your host, Simon Bell. Many small business people get into business to pursue their passion. Yet they end up spending a lot of time on admin and the accounts, and the salt in the wound is that this can also be a wildly expensive black hole to throw hours and dollars and tears down. It's a pain point alright, and where there's pain, there's profit to be had. Enter Beanie, a company that has come in for a ride on the wave of disruption hitting accounting. They are adding their own push by offering a service that for a low fixed fee connects small businesses with their accountants to work in the cloud and provide great professional services efficiently, cheaply and allowing new ways of working both for the accountants and the business people. CEO Sue de Bievre joins me today. Thanks for coming in. It's my pleasure, Simon. Great to be here. Hey, so... um. Tell us first up how it is you came to be uh, starting this um, business. You, you've had a few businesses before, haven't you? And um, a long, a long-standing um, relationship with New Zealand. Absolutely, yeah. I came to New Zealand actually as a backpacker when I was around about 26, 27. And whilst I've been here, um, I've started lots of my own businesses, but I've also worked in my profession as a chartered accountant. So I guess Beanie was really a result of um, my passion for small business and uh, kind of uh, in conjunction with my trade, being an accountant. What was the first business you set up? The very first business was when I was 28 years old and I'd actually been in New Zealand and I'd worked at uh, Topol Bungie for one summer, had a fantastic experience and went back to the UK and I thought, wow, why don't we do this here in the UK? So I started the UK Bungie Club um, as a 28-year-old, really having not a huge clue what I was doing, but uh, it was my first successful business. Um, And I sold that after 18 months and with the profit, I came back to New Zealand and bought my first home. Oh, wonderful. And tell me about owning a bungee company. I mean, that must, uh, you must have quite a good um, uh, risk appetite for a chartered accountant to have a company that involves throwing people off high things with bands attached to their legs. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably true. I'm not quite sure how it happened. I guess I'm the kind of person, if I see sort of um, something cool, something new, I just work out, you know, what you can do with that. And of course, it wasn't happening in the, uh, the UK at that point. So I thought, let's give it a go. It was fantastic fun. How did you go about even getting that started? Did you license it or did you kind of experiment with some rubber bands or? (laughs) It wasn't quite as random as that. (laughs) I I took over a New Zealand trained uh, bungee jumping operative. So I I did take some expertise with me rather than just kind of making it up as I went. 
wow, that, that would be so innovative in that market as well. And then what, what was it that drew you back to New Zealand? Um, I think I'd just fallen in love with New Zealand. Such a beautiful country. Absolutely loved it. So I was in the UK for that sort of 18-month period. And then I thought, no, I really want to be back here. Um, so came back here and, um, and and did what I usually do when I'm sort of, um, I guess, uh, unemployed, <laughs> which is to knock on some doors and get a job back as a chartered accountant. Which So I went in, back into the profession for two to three years at that point. Having that trade and that craft and that thing that you can fall back on and practice anywhere in the world and go in and, and, and work with people, how important is that to allow you to, to have your choices? I think it's super important. And I have to say, whenever I'm talking to to younger people, but particularly younger women, I think it's really important to have a, a trade and a qualification. Um, I think it just makes life so much easier if you can sort of just walk into any situation and have something to offer and to be able to prove that. So I'm a big advocate for younger people, get a trade, get a qualification. I imagine that being a chartered accountant and also having run your own businesses, you'd get a good appreciation for a wide range of business types and a wide range of situations and how to deal with them as well. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, just talking about the genesis of Beanie again, one of the huge advantages that I had that I had owned a lot of businesses, I had been through startups, and I had experienced, you know, the pain of, um, of new business and dealing with the accounts and everything else that you have to deal with. So I think Beanie really uh, drew on that experience hugely. Tell me about, t- tell me the elevator pitch. What's the thing that you tell a friend or someone you've just met at a barbecue? Okay, so Beanie uh, offers everything that a traditional accountant would offer. So, you know, we do your year-end accounts, we do your tax returns. Uh, the, the big difference with Beanie from a traditional accountant is that we do it basically all in the cloud. So what that means is there's no sort of flash office, there's no big boardroom, receptionist, coffee machine, file room. And the the dramatic difference with that is then you're not paying for all of that. So we offer a really high quality accountancy service, but about 50 to 60% of the cost of a traditional accountant. So, um, and the other huge advantage, if I just give you a, um, an example of one of our clients, uh, so Stu Martin, he's a joiner in Topol, extremely busy guy, very successful. And he used to really kind of begrudge that time to take off his work boots or, you know, drive to his accountant, take off his work boots, sit in the reception, wait for the accountant, do that meeting. Um, That took up a lot of kind of productive time. So now Stu just hops online when it suits him and he can transact with us, give us all his information. We can obviously talk back and give him information. And it just saves him a lot of time and aggravation and money. That whole space of accounting as well was an interesting one before the big waves of disruption that came in through the cloud and, of course, through zero, kind of the standard bearer here. Uh, But even before zero, people had been spending a lot of their own time making Excel spreadsheets, collecting receipts, writing down notes, highlighting things, and then they'd put them all in a box or an envelope and send them to an accountant who, at $100 an hour, would then redo all the same work. It's pretty amazing how the, the, the... yeah, I imagine a large part of the cost savings is people doing their own work. But people have always done their own work. You could not be more right. I mean, zero really changed the landscape. And I guess what, what Beanie is doing is kind of following on. There was a gap sort of from the end of the zero file, if you like, to the start of the IRD. Mm-hmm. And so uh, an accountants were filling that gap. But um, they were basically sort of charging the same as though it was still a box of paper. Mm-hmm. So I guess Beanie uses the zero data to um, uh, 
uh, uses the zero data and reduces the cost if that makes sense. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, again, going back to Stu Martin, pulling up at the accountants with the big box of stuff, no longer have to do that. No longer has to pay accountants to input that data. He just gives me access to his zero file and then we take it from there. So you, you jump in, you ask them some questions about their business, check if there's any home offices they could be claiming, etc., and then kind of check their homework and make sure it's right to pop it in. Is that the kind of the rough business model? In essence, yes. Um, we use the Beanie software, which we've developed to kind of gather all the financial information that our clients, you know, our clients need to give us. Um, and so we kind of collate it all in one one area and it's all digitalized straight away. So again, you get rid of the shoebox because it's already input to the software. And yeah, and then we just have all that information in one place and then our accountants can jump in and actually then make sure, and I guess this is the key point, make sure that the client's done everything right and made sure that they're optimized for tax. So they pay the least amount of tax possible. And that's kind of our mission is to keep people safe and to make sure they pay the least amount of tax. How about with, I mean, that that does sound amazing to cut down all those costs with not having the um, in-person meetings at the the boardroom or whatever and you know, all the expensive golf umbrellas with your logo on it or whatever the, the traditional companies do. Um, but how about the other role of accountants, which is often business advisor or person who kind of is able to put you in contact with the right people? Do you guys fulfill that role as well? Um Absolutely, we do. And I guess one of the things that actually used to stop uh, business people contacting their accountant for advice or for those contacts was the scary bill that arrived later. So if you imagine that a lot of small business people actually don't want to pick up the phone because they think, oh, then we'll have a bill for $200 just for a, a, a quick question. And we really wanted to remove that barrier so that our customers can actually call us anytime and not worry about that. So what we did was put a fixed price in place. And they can call us as often as they want. They can email us whenever they want. And it's all included in the price. So, uh, yes, absolutely. Our clients communicate with us uh, a lot, a lot more than they used to do because they're not worried about the the scary bill. So they communicate on the phone, via Skype, uh, via email. And we're talking to our clients all the time. I saw online when we had a little look at the um, the website. It's a very very well put together um, sales website as well. T- tells a very nice little journey uh, that, that you kind of you start off at prices of about one hundred and seventy five plus just a month, um, which is quite a low price if you're going to be getting phone calls all the time. How did you go about kind of attracting accountants? And I'm sure one of the good things of being accountant is that you get the odd phone call that you can charge $200 for. <laughs> Actually, 175 is our most expensive offer. Right, right. Yeah, so we range from $65 um, up to 175 So 175 is, you know, absolutely everything. Um but how we do it is using technology. It's really super simple, actually. We just use um, all the money that really we get um, goes towards giving advice and support to our clients because we're not doing, you know, the shoebox translation from, you know, shoebox to digital information. Um, because that's all done for us online, we can actually then resource our clients just for the, the advice and support and tax minimization piece at the end because we're not spending the time in putting boring bits of paper. Tell me about the accountants that you've got on your service um what what kind of people are taking advantage of the flexibility to to work from anywhere so um not not all but many of our accountants they're they're predominantly chartered accountants so obviously we want to make sure we're offering a high quality service and many of them are um 
mothers who found it really hard to work in a sort of a traditional office. So by that, they may have, I mean, just to give you an example of Jenny, who's our lead accountant, um, she's an amazing woman, uh, very highly qualified, very highly experienced and has five children. So for her managing um, the, the sort of requirements of mothering five children and working in a traditional office space where she has to clock in at 8.30 and has to clock out at 5 p.m., just made it impossible for her. So she loves working for Beanie because, you know, if one of the children is sick, she can just take time off. If she needs to duck out and go to the school play for a couple of hours, that, that's totally fine in Beanie. We really respect that family is first and, you know, accountancy second <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of, so you've got uh, 20 odd accountants is that right and, yeah. and so is there quite a large um, proportion of them that are working mothers or back in the workforce yeah probably 70 to 80 oh, percent wow. are, um, are working mothers yeah and how about with your customers um, does a model like this that provides that flexibility mean that you get uh interesting customers, progressive customers, or people doing things around the um, different ways as well? Uh, we actually have a really wide range of customers. I have to say um, everything, as you say, from the the, uh, the new, the digital, to quite traditional, you know, plumbers, <coughs> joiners, um, electricians, a really wide range. We really like to look after, I guess, our, <coughs> excuse me, I, I guess our um, our favourite client is that sort of business owner who's kind of doing it quite hard in New Zealand, um, and we really want to provide that support and advice for them. With I saw a stat the other day that said that one in eight businesses in New Zealand were on zero, which is, or maybe one in eight people in New Zealand are on zero, something absolutely miraculously large. How does that provide issues for you guys with the kind of New Zealand DIY mentality oh, yep, she'll be right, just kind of, you know, gave it a crack, and then you've got to jump in there and um, and, 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 and sort out issues, or, or do people do a pretty good fist of it themselves? Um, specifically with zero clients, I think they do a pretty good fist of it, to be quite honest. I mean, occasionally you'll get one that you go in and, and sort of uh, recoil in horror, but um, mainly they're pretty good. Um, I think for us... Um, some online accountants don't want to have non-zero customers, but we kind of embrace everybody. So, um, yeah. So I guess we have more issues with people who are not in zero, who are still kind of clinging to that shoebox. But we work with them. We work with them to make it better. And do you move them along? Like, do you do you shift people off old systems onto new? We, what we try to do is to help them see the benefits of actually being in the cloud. Uh, we are, I guess, evangelists in that regard. It, it's so much easier. Um, it saves them time, saves them money, gives them a better visibility on where they're at. So uh, we, we try to help moving them along, but we don't insist upon it. How long have you been going since 2014? How have things gone since then? It's been um, it's been meteoric, it's probably fair to say, because I think we were just kind of um, the right idea at the right time. That's not to say that there weren't a few, um, you know, challenging moments in the beginning, but I think New Zealanders are actually pretty good at adopting new ideas. And I think Zero opened the door. And now uh, a lot of business owners can see that it just makes sense to transact with their accountant online as well. I mean, we've been doing it with banks. We've done it with TradeMe. We're sort of good at taking up that kind of technology. When did you know that it was working? Blimey. Um, well, 
To be honest, I probably knew it was really working somewhere in the middle of last year. So probably two and a half years of nervous, hard slog. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, then it really seemed to just lift off last year. What was it like to come into uh, finance and tech? So being a chartered accountant, you've had lots of journeys into finance, but to set up a a company like this in direct competition to really established old school accountancy businesses. Uh, what, what's that like? I guess if I'm being honest, I would say that um, challenging the status quo was part of my motivation. What I have seen in my profession um, since the get go, I don't think anything's really changed is the classic model is four guys in the sunny offices down that side of the building and uh, 25 women sitting in the middle on substantially less pay. And for me, I wanted to challenge that model. I wanted to kind of spring those women out of the cubicles, pay them, give them, you know, gender pay parity and give them the status that, that yeah, that, that they deserved. What leads to that? I was talking to a lawyer recently who was saying, the reason you have more male partners is they don't take five years off to have kids. And so they end up just, they just keep the path going to the partnership. Yeah, I don't know why, uh, why we have that gender pay gap. I obviously don't buy that argument. Mm. Uh, For me, it's all about, it's all about output and productivity. In that moment, I don't need women to be sitting at the desk for eight and nine hours a day to be productive. They can be super productive, if not more productive, if you give them, you know, you work, I don't know, nine to 12. We have some accountants who just work nine to 12 every day. Um, and it's about productivity and output and care for the client. And I think you can do that part time. Yeah, as opposed to that old partnership model, which is endurance hours and never taking a foot away. Exactly. And I always tell this uh, anecdote when I was applying for one job as a chartered accountant, a, a senior experience one. And I said I only wanted to work 30 hours a week. And the, the male partner said to me that um, they really needed to fill the, the, the desk for 40 hours. And I obviously got from that that the desk was slightly more important than I was. <laughs> so I guess I'm challenging that. I'm putting the, the professional at the heart of it. What could be done to make that situation better? I guess doing what I'm doing. And just kind of uh, and talking about it, I think we need to talk a little bit more about this as a, as a country. Um, I know uh, Anna Curzon, who the, was the MD of Zero, spoke extensively about this, and Rod Jury, to his credit, just talking about, I guess, the untapped potential in our economy by not utilising these, you know, highly experienced, trained professionals. And you've done something with this as well, where you have been based most recently in Auckland to get Beanie off the ground. And then you've taken advantage of some of the flexibility of the cloud. Where are you based now? So I'm now living in Havelock North in the, in the Hawke's Bay um, to be close to my children. Um, yeah, it's great. And I have to say, uh, thanks to Jetstar, <laughs> I can easily get backwards and forwards up to Auckland when I need to come here. But most of the time I'm online and I Skype with my customers and, and my suppliers. Works well. Oh, absolutely living the model. Mm. And do you have um, do you have kind of like I always like to ask if people have uh, words they live by or mottos or things they say when things are tough. Um, I guess the number one value for Beanie, and this is so I always say to anybody in our organisation from top to bottom, if you if you're sort of stuck on a decision and you're not quite sure what to do in the moment, just consider what is in the best interest of our customer. So if you just stop and always think, okay, what, in this position, what's the best thing to do for, for, our, for our business owners? Make that call. You probably will be right. 
Tell me about the software development and kind of um, IP ownership side of things as well. Uh, as you've got an interesting wealth management, wealth increasing software product that you're working on? Well, we've just started uh, working on that. And just talking about technology, I'd also just like to give a shout out to John Curtis. He's our chief technical officer, and he's been really instrumental in uh, developing all the software for Beanie. He worked for Weta Digital for 12 years, coding on the movies. So he has a real kind of human uh, human perspective on software development. So he coded the the sort of the core product of Beanie. But now uh, what we're doing is kind of changing our focus a little bit um, with the support of Callahan Innovation. Accountants have been super good at looking backwards. So this is where you've been and this is the tax you have to pay. What we're really interested in now is looking forwards and being able to help our business owners and our clients and customers work out how they can be wealthier. So this is a big new bit of tech. Uh, it's going to take a couple of months, uh, up to 12 months probably to develop. But conceptually, we're going to link Beanie to zero and show our customers in live time how they're really doing. So, for example, they may say, we're going to set a goal of increasing net profit of 5%. And then uh, what does that look like uh, in 20 years' time if I increase my profit now by 5% over the next 20 years? How, how, how much richer will I be on retirement, basically? And then give them feedback and rewards. So, you know, hey, you made your 5% this month. Fantastic. Keep going. So that's what we're just about to start coding on. Ah, oh, that's fascinating. That idea of focusing on net profit uh, at the heart of things is a very hard thing to do when you are being told, well, March a year ago, you had this <laughs> in the old model. Exactly. And and it's really tough, you know, when we're all kind of down in the engine room of our businesses to kind of look forward and think, okay, where am I going? And what's the best thing for, for me and my family? So that's kind of the journey we want to go on with our clients. Oh, can't wait to see where that goes. And as a, as a final thought, um, do you, as a, as a serial entrepreneur, uh, you know, currently kind of on the tail of a tiger with this business, yeah. what advice do you give to entrepreneurs who come to you to talk uh, and, and ask what they should be doing to take the next step? Um, I guess a couple of things that, that, that I've learned. One is um, always listen to your customers. Um, they just give you gold in terms of where your business should be going. And the other thing is make sure you resource yourself. You know, it can be a long and lonely entrepreneurial road. So I, I have a mentor. Um, in fact, I have quite a few mentors who kind of support me for different reasons uh, at different points when I need it. So, you know, you're not alone. Find, find your resource. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Suda Biervra of Beanie. Uh, you can find Beanie online. Uh, thank you very much to Jose Barbosa for producing. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you are a fan of the spin-off, jump online to iTunes and download the new spin-off app. You've been listening to Business is Boring, presented by Simon Pound. And brought to you by the spin-off and Callahan Innovation. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring. Brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. 
Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.